This is the time on Monday mornings when we get a private audience with the mayor of Tulsa. It's Monday with the mayor and G.T. Bynum joins us. Good morning. Good morning. Boy, last week was sure an eye-opener when it comes to homelessness in the city. We had First, we had the public meeting at OU Tulsa, where the city explained its current efforts and gathered input from a wide variety of residents and business owners. And then Friday, the citywide housing assessment, big report was released showing that Tulsa needs to spend about $2.5 billion over the next decade to meet the demand for all kinds of housing. What about all of that we learned from the housing crisis last week? What sticks out to you? Um, Well, I think that study very much reinforces what we've been saying at the city after taking about a year uh, meeting with different uh, leaders in the field uh, before I delivered my State of the City address in November. You know, the one thing that everybody kept telling us, whether it was uh, business leaders nonprofit leaders, agencies that specifically deal with homelessness, everybody was saying Tulsa needs more housing. Uh, And there are a lot of reasons for that, but the reality is we just need more housing and not just uh, transitional housing or supportive housing, but even as you saw in that report, uh, market rate housing uh, for all income levels. And so uh, I thought that really reinforced uh, that the focus that we have right now as a city government on identifying uh, how we can work with the private sector to do more to incentivize and pave the way for further investment in housing locally. Uh, the other, I would say, big takeaway for me last week uh, came out of our town hall meeting, and it was just really interesting to hear citizens getting up and basically telling us the exact same thing that I'm hearing from police officers and firefighters, which is we love that there are all these programs out there. But we need one place that we can call that an expert answers the phone and tells us if we're with somebody who's having a mental health crisis, here's who can come to help. And so that's something that we've had. We started having meetings on that immediately following the conclusion of that. Uh, uh, when you say meetings on that, are you talking about expanding the critical response team? What, What specifically was on the agenda? Well, we're talking with leaders at the Healthy Minds Policy Initiative, Mental Health Association of Tulsa and leadership in the Tulsa Police Department, Tulsa Fire Department, about how we can uh, better coordinate that. Again, what so that it's whether it's an officer responding in the field, uh, you know, we, we definitely we have a, a CRT team out there that responds to mental health crises. But the reality is that you have over 800 police officers in our department, many of them on patrol at any given moment, and they need to know who they can call. Just at a, they don't need to know. 40 different programs. They need one number that they can call if they run into somebody and know what program is there to help that person. And the same is the case for you or me if we run into somebody like that. So uh, that was, it was really interesting to hear that as a common theme. And that is something that we're now talking about as we develop the budget for the city for the coming year. Well, let's just stay for a second on the uh, critical response team, the CRT. What, what is it up to staffing wise and, and how often during the week is it available right now? So we have teams. This is something that we started my first year as mayor, just as a pilot program. And right. the idea behind it, for those who aren't familiar with it, is that if we get a call uh, for uh, um, somebody that's having a mental health crisis out in the field, Uh, we send, it's a team of a police officer, a firefighter, and a mental health caseworker from Family and Children's Services. And all three of them go to the scene because you don't know what specifically that person might need the most. 
Um, and we've expanded that from a pilot program with one team operating a couple days a week to now uh, it's operating throughout the week. The, the great limitation on it for us, to be honest, uh, is that we're having, and this goes back to what we talk about on your show a lot of the time, we're having a real challenge in recruiting enough people into policing to be able to have to support uh, the expansion of this program if we continue to have a police officer on that response team. So one of the things we're looking at right now is uh, do, do we have a firefighter who can uh, address uh, medical issues and a caseworker go out? And if they need police support, then they can call for that. that that's one of the discussions that we're having right now. But in the meantime, we have also placed family and children services caseworkers in our 911 center. So if somebody calls 911, they can get that help. Uh, there's somebody there that is knowledgeable and can respond to that immediately. And then, as we just announced a couple of weeks ago, we now have family and children services mental health caseworkers at our city jail uh, to provide right. assistance mm. to people there. So we're trying to expand this mental health support, which is some another thing that I hear from all the folks that work in this is that there is, and you've heard our district attorney, Steve Kunzweiler speak to this so eloquently, the mental health crisis that exists in Oklahoma is very real. And we're going to do our best to try and address it as a city. But if we could get help, some help from the state on this, that would be huge. 737, speaking with Mayor G.T. Bynum, Monday with the mayor. Before the weekend, you had a huge announcement by the city, the Bassmaster Classic returning to Oklahoma, bringing lots of money into the city. Uh, it's really exciting. Uh, the, the last time they were here was right before I became mayor. And so I uh, that's kind of one of those things I was really hoping we could get them to come back. The last time they were here, over 100,000 people came to Tulsa for the Bassmaster Classic. That, at the time, was the all-time record. We expect to exceed that this time. Uh, and it's going to be awesome to bring them and all those fans who maybe haven't been here since 2015, 2016. You think about how much has changed in Tulsa. Yeah, Last time they were here, the gathering place didn't even exist. Let alone wow. USA BMX uh, or the Bob Dylan Center or so much that's downtown and around the city. Are you so, an angler? Do you fish? Uh, not well, but uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't either, but when I, when I go out, it's just to be in the boat and be out on the water, and I don't really that care. That is exactly I right. No, I grew up fishing and love it, yeah. uh, but I am no good at it. Um, also last week, city council passed a, a, a resolution, not an ordinance, but a resolution that uh, sought to kind of throw open the city's arms and say we welcome everybody. There was some language about LGBTQ communities, residents that uh, was, was, ex was taken out, but they, sexual orientation, gender orientation is still addressed, the way I understand it, in this resolution. Are you happy with the compromise? I'm happy that we got a unanimous vote of the city council for this. I mean, we want Tulsa to be a welcoming city for everybody. Uh, and uh, we don't want uh, those who seek to discriminate or to intimidate to be those who speak for our city. That was one of the things that uh, upset me last year when we had instances of vandalism around town that I felt I needed to speak up in response to. And I'm really thankful that we have nine city councilors who all unanimously, all across the political spectrum said, this is a welcoming city and we want people to feel welcome in Tulsa. Well, you're welcome here every Monday or anytime you want to talk, Mayor. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Tulsa Mayor G.T. Bynum.